Hey, Dr. Mike here. So if you want to live forever-ish, you got to know what's in and what's not. Stay tuned to find You're listening to Live Forever-ish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right. Welcome to Live Forever-ish. Dr. Uh, Crystal, we love this. Live Forever-ish, right? That's how, right. how are we going to do that? Strong, healthy, vibrant. Yeah. All that. It's all good stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. Some extra years are nice, too. But they got to be good years. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Good, good. They have to. They, you want them to be good. good years where your brain's functioning, your yeah. joints. Yeah. Moving. <laughs> yeah. So so um, we're going to uh, talk about three ins. Thank you. And you're welcome. <laughs> and one out. The three ins, that's what you want. Right. You want to do these things, take these things. Blah, 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 blah. But the last one is what we want to avoid. Because that's not going to help us be strong and vibrant for mm-hmm. many years. So let's get down with number one. This is the first in, and I'm excited to see it, chia seeds. Yes. Do you make any type of recipes with chia? I add them right on my salads. Oh. Yeah. And it's it's I, li- I like flax and chia. Like okay. I even make a little mix. And it has like a little extra. And it's really good when you're, Bite. It's really good when you're doing um, uh, like the leaf, like the softer greens. Like if you're doing like a spinach salad or something okay, like that, because yes. it adds some, some it adds crunch some crunch to it. Yeah. Ah, you're a texture guy. Yeah. Oh yeah. You gotta gotta have it. Mm. Gotta have all the the, the taste and. I've feels. never used them that way. I always just use them to make chia pudding. I've had that too. And my kids love it, and it's very good. And it's healthy. Why are we talking about um, it helping us live forever? Ish. Well, there are two uh, two inspirational things. One, an article published this year in a journal of food science and nutrition uh, titled Chia Seeds, a Therapeutic Weapon in Metabolic Disorders. Whoa. Yeah. That's pretty powerful. And uh, and then Life Extension recently, Life Extension, our sponsor, uh, wrote an article, their July 2023 magazine, and they featured Chia Seeds as the superfood. Superfood, yeah. And that, and that title that you just said, The Therapeutic Weapon, Right. Mm-hmm. That's from Food and Science and Nutrition. That's a I mean, that's a solid peer review journal. Like oh, absolutely. That, that's so they're they're serious about this. Right. And so we will go over some of those uh, metabolic disorders that they reference. They kind of list it all out and have uh, detailed sections on the research related to those different disorders like blood pressure, blood sugar, things like that. Um, um, but I think we need to let them know what chia seeds what it, are. What it is. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, well, before you, I, something that, um, doing this research, right. That uh-huh. I, that caught my eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not about what they are, but it's how they were used by the Aztec oh. cosmetics. Oh, yeah. I don't know exactly what they were doing and how they were doing it on their face. Like, I, I don't know, but there's evidence that they were using like on their face and stuff like the oil maybe, or I don't know. Interesting. That's interesting. Okay. But yes, it you know, it's uh, the consumable seeds from a plant that belongs to the mint family. And yes, it uh, originates in Mexico um, and Guatemala. Guatemala. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, it, again, there's white and black, right? Chia right. seeds. Mm-hmm. And in nature, you it's usually you find it as a blend. But in, if you want to buy, most of the, the brands in the stores... They separate them though, right? I don't. I I don't see them blend it together that right. much. Right. I usually just see the black. 
yeah. chia seeds. But they, they kind of look gray. Grayish. <laughs> that is. All right. So let's get into why, again, you know, the whole the whole point of this is this is something you want to consume, right? Because it helps us to live forever-ish. What are some of the things based on those the studies, the superfood article that we know that chia seeds um, can 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 help with? Well, uh, it, the list is long. It so is. I'm looking at it right here. And just list. go down the list. I, uh, just do blood lipid profile. Uh, lowering blood pressure. In fact, studies show that consuming 40 grams of chia seeds per day for 12 weeks helps reduce systolic blood pressure. That's that top the number, top number yeah. in people with hypertension and type 2 diabetes. Uh, so again, blood sugar, antimicrobial, boost your immune system, anti-blood clotting. That yeah. was in that, that, that paper. Yeah. Laxative effect, antidepressant, uh, antidepressant. <laughs> Analgesic properties, weight, weight loss, loss. Yeah. which does not surprise me, Dr. Mike, because one of its star nutritional components Say is it. fiber. Yeah, fiber alert. Um, <laughs> hey, you know, I, I wonder, too, though, um, I, oh, I can't remember where I read this. It was like a review of different nutrients that affect some of the um, fullness hormones. Yes. And I think I saw chia seeds on that, that it's not just the fiber, that it's affecting the, the hormones that tell you you've had enough. Right. So there's so a hormonal effect. So are you saying effects outside of what the fiber would have? I with think those so. Hormones? Yeah, I saw something like that. Interesting. Yeah. So weight loss um, and, and, and um, this was studied in uh, obese people with type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. And that's where they and that's great. So you're looking at somebody who really needs to lose weight. That's right. And they had a nice result. Yes. Um, just to give some highlights of the nutritional profile, one ounce or just two tablespoons, and that's about the amount that I use when I make my chia pudding, two yeah. tablespoons. I'm trying um, to think how much I put on my, like, I just kind of throw it on. Yeah. People I, people could, well, if you watch on YouTube, you can see what I did. <laughs> people listening don't know I I threw chia seeds on my bowl. Yes, but you have to be careful because they form kind of like a gel. That's why they're great yeah. with making the puddings. You put them in with almond milk or regular milk or whatever you would like to use, and then they start kind of swelling and absorbing yeah. that, that liquid and, and forming a nice pudding. Yeah. They do get a little, if you don't eat the salad fast enough, you it they do kind of yeah. the the dressing or whatever yes. you're using it gets a little jelly like that's all the soluble fiber yeah. dr mike yeah so yes just two tablespoons gives you over four grams of protein 11 grams of fiber seven grams of unsaturated fat um provides 18 percent rda for calcium and trace minerals zinc copper um Contain all nine essential amino acids. Listen, it's a superfood. It, it is. Um, it's it's one of those things where if you are a vegan or vegetarian, you should be at. You, this is a great protein source. Great protein, and it gives you omega threes. Yeah, chia. Who do chia seeds, um, smoothies, baked goods? You have your pudding. I just throw them right on on salad. There's a lot of things you can do with them. Yeah. So if you see them in the market, check it out. Add it to your salad. Living forever-ish. That's number one. Let's go on to number two. This is the second thing you want to do to to live strong and vibrant yes. <laughs> for for as many years as you can, right? And that's Sammy. The te- I think we ought to tell them what Sammy is. Uh, yeah. I think most people probably heard of it. No, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Maybe, maybe. Hey, maybe our loyal live forever-ish. They they probably do. They probably they're pretty do. savvy. You're savvy out there, but. 
I think we it's it's worth an explanation. It's uh, S adenosyl methionine. So we just look at that root word methionine, yeah. which is an amino acid. Again, one of the amino acids building blocks for proteins, and it's compound found naturally in the body. And it's pretty important. Yeah, yeah. It's the S. It's sulfur-containing, right? Yes. Yeah, that's... We've talked about this and the importance of sulfur-containing... At the end of the day, sulfur-containing compounds are good for you. It's just why the cruciferous vegetables are so good. Yes, very true. Right? Mm -hmm. And it's those sulfur compounds that play a big role in how the DNA is Mm -hmm. your genes, right, are regulated, Mm -hmm. um, uh, turning on and off, right? Because there's these methyl groups, right, that come from the SAMI. Right. Yes. Uh, that's and it's a it's a pretty complex topic, Dr. Mike, but I think we can simplify it just to explain that yeah. there are chemical processes that occur in the body. And these processes are involved with the production of neurotransmitters, with helping the liver to detox, mm-hmm. um, making any or cysteine, NAC yep. Yep. is is produced in this pathway and what what kind of keeps that pathway moving is the transfer of these methyl groups. The methyl groups, right? Yeah. And the methyl groups, it's just carbon and hydrogen, and it's being transferred, and it's just keeping the process going. Um, and what that that process, and when you start looking at the DNA and at genes, it also helps to turn on and off genes. Yeah, right. And that and that's the that's we call that methylation. Right. Right. Adding um, the methyl groups. Yeah, and and when you do that, it, and it, it's it, it, it's very important um, to have good methylation because um, a lot of that methylation happens and turns off genes that are related to overgrowth, right? Cancer, basically. Yes. And so when you lose methylation as you get older, you're allowing some of those genes that you don't want that promote more yeah. more more division, more mm-hmm. cycle, more you know cell growth, mm-hmm. and that's that's not good. So methylation is really important, especially as we age. Yes, and so Sammy is our primary methyl <clears throat> donor. Yeah, to deliver those uh, that carbon and that hydrogen to keep uh, to to turn those genes off that we don't want turned on. Yeah. And so if we don't have enough, then the body can't methylate properly and then that translates to health concerns yeah well it's been it's been a a low level of methylation as i mentioned cancers alzheimer's um and the reason we're talking about it here is there's it's linked to longevity yes if you lose methylation you lose some years that's right right and so that's why it's a live forever is number two that's right and so and sammy is something that that Yes, it's made in the body, but you can also take it. Take it, yeah, supplement form. Mm-hmm. And as you get older, it's something um, you can you can uh, uh, start taking, add it to your routine. Uh, and and you, you can test this now. There's those biological age profiles that look at methylation. Absolutely. And if it's low, your biological age is going to be higher. That's right. right. So if you want to live forever-ish... Consider Sam E. <laughs> All right, let's move on to number three. Um, hmm. <laughs> number three for living forever-ish is cupping therapy. What this is? I, listen, I've seen it. You've seen it. I've seen it. And everyone I, listening, you've <clears throat> seen it, and you're probably thought, "Man, this looks crazy, or it looks painful, or it just looks well." Here's cool. he, here's here's <laughs> what I know. I, I to me, it looks weird. 
um, and it looks painful. But I do know this. A lot of athletes get cupping therapy, and they swear, swear by it. Well, you know, it became popular, a thing that everyone started talking about with one of the maybe – an Olympics, one of the Olympics, Michael Phelps. Phelps, he, yeah, he, and I think they showed him on TV. They showed do, him yeah. doing it, and then now you're seeing it all over your social media timeline, and every practitioner now is trying to yeah. offer it in their practice. And so when people are cupping, it's usually done for inflammatory conditions, sore muscles, those pain. kind of things, pain, yeah, back pain, yeah, back pain. pain. Mm-hmm. And it turns out, Unless you found something, mm-hmm. we don't really know exactly how it's providing that relief. We know it has something to do with drawing up some of that fluid, yes. that kind of stuff. But no one's really perfectly like laid this out of what's going on, right? Right. Yes. Wait. We still don't know their theories. Yeah. On, and on that's the why. mechanisms. That theories right? are great, Just and those need to be tested. To maybe add more more blood flow to a particular area that will help the immune system come to that area and support the healing yeah. in that space. Yeah. I don't know. I, it's, it's, it's definitely interesting. I've heard too, that when you cup uh, and it pulls those, those layers up, mm-hmm. you can pull some of the cartilage up and it might actually involve a little bit of damage, which then activates healing. It activates um, more uh, blood flow to that area. Yeah. It's, it's the same thing when people do that to their joints, you can, you can add a little stress to the right. joint to increase its uh, flexibility and mobility. Right, and then there's also, we've kind of talked about the different types of the, the massage therapy and the massage therapy that's really getting down into the lower. Ooh, that's the stuff the you people. like. That's what you I like. I don't know. I don't like it that much. <laughs> it's, it's a necessary evil, but, you know, really those deep, deep, deep myofascial <laughs> massages where where you are forcing that muscle to kind of loosen up. Yeah, yeah. Forcefully. Clearing that skunk out and stuff and, like and that. And so cupping potentially can help with that as well. Um, there are a couple of types right now. We're just talking about the regular old cupping where you just put the put the cup and use Is that, the suction. That's dry cupping. That's the dry cupping. Now, if you were to Google this, there is also a wet cupping. So just prepare yourself. <laughs> wait, wait. If you go to YouTube... <laughs> No, I'm intrigued. Searching it, I'm gonna... where um, the wet cupping, which is very popular, they p- puncture the skin. So, like, do little uh, uh, little punctures, and so when you're cupping, that suction is now out. pulling the blood, blood out, and there's blood pooling in the cup. It's it's you have to be prepared to know what you're going to be. Well, why? Viewing. Well, what? Where did the, well, dry cupping's the one that's been around for a long time, right? Is this, wet? No, it's no. The it's wet, wet is more of, of what you see historically. Oh used. my gosh, I didn't know that. And that's where you, when you start looking at the research, it gets kind of you. You don't really know exactly when they're saying the benefits if they're referring specifically to the wet version. Okay. Or, or because the wet version seems to be like the real the real cupping. The real cupping. Well, but, this but, dry version that we're trying to do. Yeah, but we have some research like for instance chronic back pain. This is dry uh-huh. cupping, right? Uh-huh. 5 sessions of cupping therapy with 3 to 4 day intervals between the sessions uh-huh. and with cups applied to the skin for around 8 minutes achieve significant effects in reducing overall pain. Yeah. That's dry cupping. So there is some some benefit. <laughs> You're going to do the wet one, aren't you? No. I'm, I've, 
from what I've are you gonna try dry, have you I've have you used, done dry? I've never tried dry cupping. Um, I've always been intrigued, and so maybe I would try dry cupping, but not the wet cupping. Okay, some contraindications: um, cancer, organ failure, hemophilia, obviously blood disorders. You just gotta pacemaker talk to your doctor mm-hmm. don't yes. yeah, make sure you get clear to do it all right so that's our three ends for living forever ish um i don't know about i don't think i'm ever going to try that all right so let's get into um what we don't want these are the things right that inhibit us from living longer Forever-ish. stronger energetic vibrant and today we wanted to talk about outdoor and indoor air pollution Yes, specifically the indoor, but I wanted to put the outdoor because, man, what people are dealing with now, my father-in-law texted us this morning. The fires, is that what you mean? Yeah, he's in Ohio, and he said today, this morning was worse than yesterday. I mean, just foggy. Chicago, two days ago, was the most polluted city in the world, like beating some of the cities in India. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah, from that. From right. all that smoke. But now, thank God that's transient, right? I mean, it gets mm-hmm. a little bit better. Um, I, I've always felt that indoor air, though, because here's the thing about indoor air. It can be just as bad, if not worse. But you, I can, can, I can do something about yes. the indoor air. You can. And the indoor air, I think it's worse because we spend most of our times indoors. People spend like 80, 90 percent of their time Listen, indoors. I got my couch. I got my food channel on. Charlie next to Well, you better have your HEPA filter as well. <laughs> I do have a good filter. I do because I have pets. I have dogs, oh. so I have I have fancy filters mm-hmm. for my AC and stuff like that. Yeah, but the you know EPA uh, studies of human exposure to air pollutants indicate indoor levels of pollutants may be two to five times, sometimes worst case scenario, one hundred times higher than outdoor levels. I I have no I have no problem believing that. Right, I really do. So you think about the people who who this is, is impacts most, the people who can't, they're not mobile, they can't get outside. The elderly, yeah. people who are chronically ill, they. I know, and 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 those are the more. people that need clean air, right? I mean, that's right. yeah, they're already at risk and stuff. Um, so it, number one, we, we have we have in indoor air offenders. Well, we just. We do have some offenders, but really we're just focusing in on that the top indoor air offender. Okay, which is? Combustion appliances. Gas stoves. That's it. Ovens. Ah. Of course, furnaces, water heaters, but it's really the gas ranges is, yeah. is the focus. Yeah, and, and it's one thing to have a bunch of gas, because I know chefs prefer gas, right? Um, but when you look at their kitchens, you look at their restaurants, they have like massive hoods that are constantly say i mean that it's just a different environment if you're you don't have that kind of stuff at your house right so you i mean everybody has a hood a little vent one yeah. but it's not the industrial ones at the restaurants you right. so it is an issue and didn't you didn't you tell me i can't remember how long ago this is we've done so many episodes mm-hmm. um you had said even if it's even if the gas stove is off yes it's still emitting some stuff yeah, yes, more than a third of Amer- of Americans cook with gas in a 2022 study. This is when we talked about it. Was before. that long ago? Yeah, well, a year ago. A year ago, okay. Found that most methane emissions occurred when the stove was turned off. That, see, now you got you to gotta wonder, is there leaking? Like, what, what, what's well, going that's on? A, that's one of our tips that we'll talk about is just make sure you, you service 
your stoves, you know, you Get, know yeah, you're supposed to have people come out and, and service them. Yeah, and people probably do, don't do that. Here's why you want to make sure you're servicing those stoves. Benzene, that's a, that's a big carcinogen. Mm-hmm. Uh, methane, carbon monoxide, that kill you. <laughs> um, formaldehyde. <laughs> I mean, it's a, so that's kind of a weird one, right? I don't know why that's in coming out but um yeah you got you got it yeah you, if you're if you have a gas stove a lot of the older homes um i think more of the newer ones probably are electric but a lot of the older ones 60 70 80 they have, I have a gas stove you have a gas stove yeah. i have a gas stove and then i realized recently that our we were not using our hood to its max capacity See? Like we, <laughs> we realized it it could actually the go higher with with the sucking capabilities so yeah check that out too if you have a hood make sure you use it we use it on max power we can't hear each other and we're in the kitchen we don't Ooh. care anymore we, just, we, we turn it on and we turn it on not just when we're using the the stove top when we're baking when yeah. we're using the oven we have to remember to also turn it on so that's something to do so get so get you know and, and again here's this was the what is this the uh 2023 study in environmental science and technology that's hot off the press yeah yeah a meta-analysis of 41 studies on gas stoves and childhood respiratory health concluded that children who live in homes with gas stoves had a 24 percent higher risk of lifetime asthma and a 42 percent increased risk of having asthma currently that's scary. That's uh, that's that's some high stuff. But especially when you start thinking about our babies, our children. 12%, I just read this, 12% of childhood asthma from that same study in the U.S. is attributable to gas stoves. Yeah. Hmm. You're going to change yours to electric? But that's sinking. Is, but it is, people do love to cook on gas stoves. So, but I don't think you need to change your gas stove. Service it, get a good hood. That's it. Open up the window. Open up the windows. Um, and use the exhaust fan and make sure everything is just maintained and in good condition. Yeah. And it's not just open your windows when you're cooking, right? It's it's, it's suggested for 30 minutes a day or something. Open yes. up the windows around the kitchen. Absolutely. Just let it vent a mm-hmm. lot. Um, clean the filters. Um, get HEPA filters critical. We have them in every room. Yeah. <laughs> but you know. We're you're, you're over extreme you, family. Yeah, you, you guys are. But that's it's good. That's good. Um, I love this. Get a bunch of plants. Yes. Household plants. It just it makes you happy to see all the greenery. It gives you you can it's care nice. for the plants yeah. and yeah, and they are giving you great clean air. It's it is. I tell you something. A, a few house plants here and there ch- can change a room. It really can. Yeah. The, the look and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's good stuff. Yes. Um, what about um, uh, radon? Isn't that something, too, that if you have gas stoves, you probably need to test your home once in a while? Right. Well, I think you should just in general. Um, so it's not sure. just gas stoves. Right. It's just mm-hmm. in general. Okay. Um, and that sh- that's, the, listen, that's a lung cancer ca- causer. So mm-hmm. so there you go. Um, yeah. What's out? Bad indoor air. Clean, you got Take care of that gas stove. Right? And you have to. And one thing we have to remember, especially here in South Florida, Dr. Mike, it's more of a problem. The way we're building buildings and homes now with like the impact windows and everything, we are sealing ourselves <laughs> in. It's sort of, it's a good thing, but it's really not good when, uh, related yeah. to indoor air. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. yeah, but it, you could you could you could make the the argument that back in you know when we were you know ten thousand years whatever our shelters were open air. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. And 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 I mean we're not going to do that now. I kind of like my roof, but I open up windows even when it's hot just for a few. Just get some get some fresh air moving in and out. So there you go. Uh, three ends: chia seed. Then we had Sammy, and then we had dry cupping. And of course, the out is bad indoor air. You want to you want to clean that up, Doctor Crystal. Thanks for joining me. Uh, our sponsor, Life Extension, is offering our listeners a ten percent discount. All you got to do is go to lifeextension.com, buy whatever you want to buy, and then at the cart, just put in podcast. Right, it'll tell you. It'll ask for that. Just put in podcast, and you get ten uh, percent off your entire order. Don't forget at uh, liveforeverish.com, we have uh, a lot of podcasts. You can go there and like and share and, of course, uh, comment. We love to hear some things. And you can subscribe so you never miss a show, right? The one-two punch at liveforeverish.com is email, so you get a newsletter from our sponsor, and then subscribe to our podcast. That's uh, um, (laughs) liveforeverish.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for you're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your hosts, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gossard.